everybody. Welcome to Comp Day, the podcast supporting young professionals of color. I'm Dre, your host, and I'm really happy to hear um have you all here again. So, I wanted to highlight um our employee of the day and because this episode is around workplace boundaries. And I usually don't honor famous people, but I'm going to. This individual is the queen of boundaries, Miss Iyanla Vanzant. There is no need to spell out her name because the world does know who she is, and she is a life coach and a spiritual leader, and she really will fix your life as well as long as you are willing to do that. So I really do follow a lot of Iyanla. Then you know, there's about there's people who practice a lot of the things that Iyanla um, per- perpetuates, such as setting healthy boundaries and commitments and limitations for yourself and others. So to do this episode, I brought a good friend of mine. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Um, If you can share your name, how you identify ethnically and culturally, um, any other identities you want to share, as well as what you do for a living. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, My name is Olu Tosin Cameron. I'm an operations manager at a nonprofit. Uh... I am Guyanese American, and I identify as he, him. Cool. Yeah, that's wonderful. And we're both queer, so, you know, this conversation is going to go there today. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Let's do it. So I'm a firm believer, and this is my opinion, that a lot of people, yes, there are situations in which you outgrow positions, and there's opportunities, and you leave a role to go to something because you've grown into this new role in this new situation. That is wonderful. A lot of us have been there. However, I believe, if in my opinion, I think that's 30% of, or 40% of the time. 60 to 70% of the time, I believe people leave jobs and positions and organizations because of managers, because of bosses. They leave bosses, not places. So, and that, in a world where we want to have a good relationship with our managers and people aren't really feeling respected or heard or valued or they're in in the workplace, they feel like their manager is not able to either, if they're, let's say they're kind, but they don't support them in the other interactions that this individual has to face with. At the end of the day, all these things are a macro problem, but the micro issue is boundaries. So I'm going to ask Olu, what... How do you define boundaries for yourself and others? Um, just respecting uh, what I will and will not do, uh, what I will and will not tolerate, and just pretty much respecting the fact that I have a life outside of this. This is not my everything. Work is work, and then I go home because I have a personal life. And if you want to retain me as an individual, as an employee, you definitely need to be mindful of that balance and how delicate it is. I really resonate with what you said about work-life balance and saying I have a life outside of this. And I think it's hard for employers. And look, I don't hate people who are workaholics. I was one of those at some point. There is a time in your life or all your life that it's okay to be a workaholic as long as you treat other people properly and you're not running them to the ground. But that's a personal choice. I don't. I believe you can be a workaholic but be unsuccessful. And you cannot be a workaholic, not a workaholic and be successful. However, I go, my career will not matter to me if the rest of my life is in disarray. 
So it's like, what am I here going to, for if my mental health is all, all over the place, if my family is not supported or I'm not there for them when they need me? Or I'm literally have no time to have a social life. I can't have myself a boo thing. Like yeah. it's it's these things also cost money and time. I can't go places. I can't live my life. Like I'm not gonna work myself to the ground for nothing. Money is great, but money is not everything. Mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a difference between being you need the money and then being comfortable. I am sharing a lot. I'm comfortable. I am. I am comfortable for a 25-year-old. I could say the same, yeah. I'm not 35-year-old comfortable, Mm -hmm. but I'm 25-year-old comfortable. So (laughs) don't push me too far because you might break the bank. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) But I do resonate with boundaries as work-life balance, and I think setting your values. So I think you have to know what's clear. So I know I know these values because I literally have been pushed in all these areas. (laughs) So my mental health is number one. Yeah. Um, I don't like to discuss my mental health at work, but I'm very clear. Like, so I'll be honest, like in order to make this at least successful, this recording successful today, I'm going to be honest. Um, I do this at work now. I do this wherever I go, unless I'm with clients, donors or customers outside of that. I'm very honest. If someone says, how are you doing? If I'm not okay, I'm like, you know, today's a hard day or today I'm not feeling too well, but I'm going to bring my best self. And it's just authenticity. I'm just really making it clear this is where I'm at and this is a boundary. I'm giving them – I'm I'm being honest about how I'm feeling today and I expect at least some form of honesty but I also expect you to respect where I'm at today. And I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be professional. I'm going to give my all. I'm going to respect everyone. And, and you know, I'm always – I think kindness doesn't cost anything. It doesn't really cost anything <laughs> at all, even though some people have a very hard time doing it. Consideration, I understand. Some people are naturally selfish. I understand. But kindness <laughs> costs no damn thing. So I think that's what I, my mental health, then my um, my family. Because mm-hmm. um, if, like, I've had, I've had sick relatives and recently had a death in my family, like, recently. Like, I have to leave. I have to, and my employer has been very respectful of that. Even though I'm like, I'm so shocked. I'm like, you giving me this time? I mean, we'll work this out in my timesheet. Like, I have no clue what this is going to look like. But mm-hmm. they've been very um, accommodating to that. But I don't think they also have a choice because I ask for the time, even if I have my mental health or I'm sick and I need to take time off. Yeah, I have I, you get to use it. Yeah, you get to use it. I don't tell them everything. They want to know. Mm-hmm. Especially when, I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little cuckoo. Like, I have things going on. Like, I be seeing doctors You're and stuff. You're not cuckoo. Don't say that. That's not I, what you are. I claim it. Okay. I think this, there's a stigma around mental health, and I claim it, you know. That's true. Just like, you know, and it, I'm going to get some flack for this, but, like, women reclaim the word bitch, or mm-hmm. black people, we reclaim the word nigga, or, mm-hmm. you know, gays, we, or queer people reclaim the word queer, or I don't use the word fag. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But it is something that people do say. Yeah. Um, I think whatever group wants to reclaim whatever word they want to, that is great. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm okay with being the cuckoo people. Like no one else can call me that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a boundary. Mm-hmm. You know, the boundary is that you respect me <laughs> saying that for myself, and then you literally do not say that back to me. Yeah, because then we gonna have problems. But um, yeah, my mental. I take this time off, and they've been respectful about it. Mm-hmm. But if they were not, I definitely know that that wouldn't work for me. I'd mm-hmm. be like, this is not the workplace I need to be in. Mm-hmm. You don't respect other people. And I hear people all the time have their stories about, like, their mothers are sick or their fathers are sick or they mm-hmm. have a nephew or niece or child, especially parents. Yeah. And they're, a parent has to feel like they have to choose their career over their child mm-hmm. or vice versa. And I think that's bullshit. In mm-hmm. today's society, have you seen the show Working Moms on Netflix? No, I have not. 
It's so motherfucking good. Is Let me it? Tell you. Okay. It's Canadian. Canadians always are best. You know what? Degrassi. Can't forget it. <laughs> yeah. Never forget it. I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget Degrassi. Friday nights <laughs> as a teenager. That was oh, the best. Oh, God. So good. So, essentially, the show is about moms who are getting back together with their lives post having children. Okay. One mother had postpartum depression. The other one is a high-powered executive at, like, a consultancy, so she was going back to work, essentially. And then the other individual is um, a therapist who works out of her home. Okay. But there was this kind of expectation that they had to... Some of them were chose, like, you have to pick your whole personal life over your work life. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa. People were told, you have to pick your work life over your child. Mm-hmm. And there was one point this woman told her... Oh, it doesn't matter if your baby has a fever. Like, there's going to be that all the time, or um, whatever. And and she was very respectful about it because I would have cursed her out. Yeah. I'd have been like, "Are you out of your mind? Mm-hmm. That's my child." I would have just taken off. Like, I have to go. This is my kid. Period. I mean, that's kind. I would have been like, "Don't you ever tell me about my picnic?" Like, I would have <laughs> went off. Like, I would have went off because that's the thing. It's between my my parents and like the children in my lives, whether my nephew or if I had a child. Yep. I do not negotiate. I'm very much like, I need this time. Mm-hmm. I do everything in my power not to take the time if I don't have to. But if I need it, I'm like, I have to take this time. And it's not negotiable. And mm-hmm. if you have a problem with that, we're going to have a problem. You're going to have to look for someone new. Yep. <laughs> and just don't worry. If I'm one of those people, like, I'm very classy. Mm-hmm. My mom always taught me, um, no matter what the job is or what has happened, you always leave like a lady. Because mm-hmm. it ensures more positive outcomes in the future more doors will be open you don't want to close every door you don't want to burn a bridge even though some people say burn some bridges (laughs) people be telling me it's okay you're 25 burn some bridges Mm -hmm. they be telling me one person i love her or she's like i burned the whole bridge (laughs) down but my thing is like it's not negotiable like i think when it comes to those things Mm -hmm. i'm very much like no i if you also fired me for that i will drag you i will let the world know because it's more important work-life balances boundaries are important so, like, tell me a bit more about how your, um, what, how you navigate that. What are your expectations for a workplace? Um, so I'm going to take it back kind of like to childhood. Um, one thing I always noticed when it came to my parents, like my father, I think he loved what he did. He found he was passionate about that and that was great. Did it make a lot of money? No, he was a professor. Did it make a tons of money? Not too much, but he loved what he did. Now, my mom was a pharmacist. And initially she wanted to be a doctor, but she was like, that's a lot of work. And I could figure out getting the same amount of money being a pharmacist. She does that. And growing up, I just remember noticing how often she didn't like work. She would go, she would come home, but she didn't like it. You're spending 40 plus hours at that location, at that business, at that organization. And that means a lot. That means a lot. And if you aren't happy, if you aren't having a good time, that reflects and it takes, it trans, it, kind of spills over into the home life. And I've always kind of remembered that as a kid growing up. So as an adult, as I was navigating the workforce and trying to get my way in, I was like, one thing I'm going to try to do is find something that either I'm passionate about or I can enjoy or I can say I enjoy doing. Even if it's for a period of time in my life, I want to be able to say I enjoy that period because we only have one life to live. And I'm not going to spend the majority of that time being upset and having that spillover. Um, so I currently work at uh, NAMI NYC Metro. Oh, uh, you're really going there. You get, yeah, you, you know you what? Name, I will. You're the first person on my show to really name where they work. Should I do that? Oh, my God. You can. Don't be shy. Okay. If you're not afraid, you're not afraid. 
<laughs> Don't be scared. Okay. It's okay. We're not right. talking. We're not talking shit about them. Okay. Right. No, of course not. So <laughs> I want to say, like, that's we're an organization that provides free mental, uh, free support groups and classes for individuals with mental illness. Now I say that to say that being this, this being my first full time salary gig out from under my undergraduate career, getting my undergraduate degree. It was a really, really good and safe place to grow and definitely build up my boundaries, especially this being my first gig. So being working at this organization, I can say, you know what, I'm taking time off to go to a ther- my therapist. I am taking a day just to get myself together. I need a mental health day. It's busy. I'm an operations manager. I'm constantly putting out little fires all day long. <laughs> all day long. Yes. All day long. Olivia Pope. <laughs> and... It's enjoyable, and I love what I do, and I love the people I, I work with and the volunteers I interact with, but it's draining. So you definitely need to put up those walls when you need that space and time. And I feel like with Adnami, you're able to say, you know what, I'm going to my therapist. That's not an issue. That's not a problem. It's all right, cool. You do what you got to do. Take care of yourself because they want you to be happy. You want a position or a job that is mindful of your happiness and that balance of, you know what, there's going to be another day. We aren't saving lives. It's not the end of the world if we don't complete it all today. There's always going to be another day. You know, managing your time, managing your expectations. If you need time to, like, take a walk outside just to get a, a break, take a walk. We're able to do that. That's great. You know? That's a really beautiful thing. Like, I think that I used to take walks. Mm-hmm. Um I don't take walks anymore, but I used to take walks. I work in Friday now, so I'm not trying to take no walks. No, no. Um, that area is not walkable like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's cute, but it's not. It's just too many people. Uh-huh. But I used to take walks when I needed it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember one day I took one of my coworkers in one of my old ro- jobs, and I was like, girl, we going through a lot. So I said, come, we going to go get some afternoon drinks. It was like, I think, a Thursday mm-hmm. Let's say we worked till like six or seven. We dipped out on like a four for like thirty minutes. We mm-hmm. made it like a, a little break because we didn't take lunch. Yeah. So we we had a little. So we had a little. Each of us had a little cocktail, mm-hmm. and then you know we drank some cranberry juice mm-hmm. and water to hide the scent. And let me tell you, I was tipsy, but like if you knew me in college, if I'm tipsy on wine or anything, I'm I write the best literature in my whole life. <laughs> like I am so eloquent in my words because I'm not the best writer in the world. I'm mm-hmm. not the worst. I'm I'm like average, but mm-hmm. like let me tell you, I really bust out that Toni Morrison real mm-hmm. quick when I am having a little bit of spirits in me. All right. So like I wrote some <laughs> copy and they were like, This is amazing. I'm like, I know. Because I'm all, you know, it's all the <laughs> oh alcohol. So um but like yeah, the these breaks are needed, but you mentioned I I know there are some people who feel like they can't say I need to take I need to go to my doctor's appointment mm-hmm. or I need to go to therapy or I need to do this for my child or pick up my child mm-hmm. or I need to or I even need to work from home mm-hmm. or just for my sanity or I'm sick and I need to work from home or take care of a sick person or I have a kid and I, I want to work from home because let's be honest, parents, especially if you're a full time parent, mm-hmm. you don't get no time. Like you literally spend you're 110 at work because mm-hmm. you need it for your family and then you're 110 at home and you have children that need you you have to literally plan out their whole life you are project manager for the rest of your life oh for children and then on top of that you have to make sure you're fine yeah like oh my god do you know what it's like like i can't imagine like you have things in your hair when you're tired you don't get that much sleep um there's always something going on even if you have teenagers yeah that's even crazy too because they are literally hormonal yeah going through a phase changing 
And even even the most easiest going teenagers, you're like concerned about: Are they happy? Are they getting everything they need? Mm-hmm. Um, they, these are their aspirations. How do I help them? How do I pay for this? There's always a stress. So I feel like for a lot of parents, yes, they should be able to work from home, so they're not at work and away from their damn kids, so they can have like their minds can think, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of people can think. So, um, and it's just unfortunate people. Like, even myself, I have had a lot of different situations where I haven't felt comfortable, at mm-hmm. least in this this place of work. And it's not because of the culture of the place of work. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, more of my supervisor. Mm-hmm. I think when it's something detrimental, like when I'm like, I have a sick family member or someone passed away, they're very accommodating. Yeah. But there's a fear of if I'm asking for, if I say, I need to go to therapy mm-hmm. or I need to take a mental health day because I, or I need, because I'm in between medications and I'm going through side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, or I went to the hospital for X reason, mm-hmm. I feel very uncomfortable telling them that because I feel like that that will be used mm-hmm. as this is weakness. And then they're all of a sudden going to say, well, you're not capable because you, all these other things are going in your life and you can't give all of yourself, even if you're producing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're producing at a high level, mm-hmm. it's just, oh, well, you're not here the way I want you to be here. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's a problem. And I think it's all clear. I think when you walk into a, position mm-hmm. or you have a new supervisor like i'm gonna have a new supervisor very soon too so you have i have to think about this for myself yep. actually in a couple hours mm-hmm. but my thing is that you have to literally um set boundaries so yeah. like every supervisor i've had i've been very clear about what i'm looking for mm-hmm. what i would like from them mm-hmm. and what i'm not really into yeah now the reason why we got problems mm-hmm. is not because of me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, yes, I take accountability when I mess up or I drop the ball. Mm-hmm. But what I have a problem with is when we have a commitment, as Ianla would say, and they violate the commitment. So then all bets are off the table, and mm-hmm. then you can. And then what happens is that I'm very kind. Not everyone yeah. does this. I will remind you about our commitment and offer forgiveness Mm -hmm. and also say that I will do whatever you need me to do Mm -hmm. to make this work. And then you continue to violate the commitments that you agreed upon. And Mm -hmm. yes, we did not sign no contract with all these things. But this is important. This is just as important as a contract that you signed for a job. So I just feel like when my values and my commitments keep getting violated, Mm -hmm. I then become withdrawn from the workplace. And then I become withdrawn from my position because now we can't work together to make this position fruitful unless Mm -hmm. you're in a situation where your manager isn't the one setting the stage for your position but it's just yeah it's just a lot um it's just a lot going on um so um you know yeah what i will say about that is being a person of color we always have to kind of be mindful of how much we disclose because you never know what is being used against you what is being held like being a notch on your like book of whatever you're doing you know um, which is frustrating, and it should, it's not right, and it's not okay. Uh, so we have to play that game of trying to navigate that space tactfully, um, which is frustrating and infuriating because we shouldn't have to do that. At my current job, it's it's easier to say, you know, like I feel the relationship I, I have with my supervisor is more of camaraderie. We work very closely together. Now every workplace is different, and every person is different. Every vibe is going to be different. But when you find a good connection, I think it helps you with set up those boundaries because you have an advocate because this is my supervisor, but I have another supervisor. So if I'm letting my supervisor know, you know, this is what I will – I don't respect. I didn't like what happened just now. 
you understand that, I can come to you and bring that to you, and that's A-OK. And that makes it feel comfortable. That A wants that helps you retain employees. That helps you keep employees happy. Like that's what a lot of employers aren't thinking about, which is infuriating. But if that's the case, then you then know, you know what, this is not for me. Like you said uh, before, like, you know, your supervisor may have like fell back on the kind of commitment or contract we kind of set to each other, like, you know, this is what I'm looking for, this is what you're looking for. Let's try to make this work. And they continuously did that even after you brought it up to them. That's so stupid. It's just like, <laughs> come on, you know what? You're making me unhappy. Do you want me to leave? Is that the case? Cool. I'll start looking. That's just more drive and like fuel under my ass. Can I curse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Fuel under my ass to like, <laughs> you know, look for something else because you're not listening. You're not listening. And, you know, at that point, if I'm not being heard, why am I here? I don't feel valued. It, it, it all trickles down, all of it. So those boundaries really mean something. And once an employer respects it, you will get employees who stay, who want to help, who are there to like put in the work and won't complain about it, who are happy, who when something goes wrong, they know they don't have to worry about work. I don't have to worry about work when it comes to like something happening. For example, not as dire as like I'm sick. I got a new dog. I'm like, oh, my God, I got this new dog. This dog is a puppy. I need some time to like uh, stay home, come in a little bit later. To watch the dog. Just so he's cool for a little bit before my friend can come watch him. Right? I brought that to my boss. She's like, that's A-OK. Just stay late. So I would come in at 12. I'll uh, stay a little bit later. And we made up for it. Being able to come to her with that and be like, you know, this is something that's not that dire. It's not that serious. But if you could help me out here, I would appreciate it. That bond is good. That that shows uh, we have a relationship here where we both understand each other. And I think, like you mentioned, work, you know, working mm-hmm. together and we are moving in a like through generationally away from the I work for you and yep. we're moving to the I work with, with you. you. Yep. And millennials and the generation that's springing up now because mm-hmm. I think we're at the end of the millennials yep. so they're coming now, the mm-hmm. new ones. I don't know they gave them a name yet. I think they're alpha now. Oh, that's I love, think that's, I think they could be called dope. alpha. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The alphas even though we're not, I literally looked at the years. I'm like, I am clearly a millennial. Like, yeah. I can't even go to the little borderline of it. Yeah. You're in um, there. So I'm not, yeah, I'm right there. So, um, yeah, I think that's something that workplaces are having a hard time adjusting mm-hmm. to. And it's like, you're going to continue to lose talent. You're yeah. going to continue to have issues. And then like to also set the record straight mm-hmm. when you have microaggressions as the norm in spaces, yeah. it makes that, it's not that that is the reason why that's happening, but it exacerbates the issue because yeah. I've worked in all, I've worked in an LGBT space. Mm-hmm. I've worked in a people of color space, mm-hmm. especially a black space. Mm-hmm. And I can say that boundaries is still very much an issue in these spaces because let's be honest, all the, everything's connected. People talk to people. Everything's connected. Everyone has worked in different spaces. People have experienced different things. Mm-hmm. So all because we're now in a, let's say, in an environment where we're more homogeneous or in an environment where it's more diverse, the boundary conversation has to still continue yeah. because it's it's really a personal trait. It's really mm-hmm. a personal thing. It doesn't. It's something that really does not discriminate against race, color, creed, gender at all. Um, and boundaries, I think it's just the, the nuance of the boundary mm-hmm. changes based on the diversity or the needs of the employees. Yeah. Um, but I think it just needs to, that has to work out because it's like, I think, I don't want people to also think that all oh, because they're also with like, 
let's say you have a black queer boss, mm-hmm. that person will violate the hell of your boundaries. They can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, identity is not a precursor yes, that is not for g- violation. So <laughs> true. That does not not mean because we are both queer or we're both black, we're going to mesh and it's going to be A-OK, it's going to be perfect, and we're going to uh, vibe completely. Because at the end of the day, personalities are personalities, and if we're going to clash, we are going to clash. And own that. That doesn't mean I can't work with you. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be professional. It's just this is where I'm at. I don't want any more of anything else. And let's respect that boundary. Like, you stay there, I stay here. Let me know what you need, and I'm there to provide it. So let me tell you. Mm -hmm. This is the part that's hard because I think different the way you you grow up, whether you're American or you have, depending on where in the states you grow up mm-hmm. or what your race or culture is or economic class, <sighs> communication yep. is taught very differently for many different people. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be on a high horse and say I learned communication so wonderfully. I pro- I did not. Mm-hmm. Communication in my family is still very much a problem. Yep. But I make a conscious effort to work at it. So mm-hmm. I remember there was a supervisor. Sorry. There was someone who was a high-up supervisor in one of the places I worked. Mm -hmm. They weren't my direct supervisor, but I heard they had a reputation when they were upset to violate people's um, boundaries in terms of, you know, communication. Okay. So a clear example, Mm -hmm. which I don't tolerate at least, they were upset at someone. Mm -hmm. And I heard, I've never seen this, but they were like yelling and cursing at the person on the phone or something like that. No. And, like, people at the next office, like, Could the other directors it. were like, you need to stop. You need to take a breath. Oh, my God. And I know I'm immediately, like, let's be clear. Excuse me. Even when my mother tried to curse me out, mm-hmm. I don't do that type of thing. If I respect you, at least for my mother, mm-hmm. I'm very much like, I'll hang up the phone call right back and say, look, I'm so sorry. I don't want you to, mm-hmm. I don't want to continue this. Also, I'm not going to create this as a norm. We're not going to do that. And I'm not going to yell at you mm-hmm. or yell or curse. And I'm not going to do that. But like in a workplace, yeah. uh, you must be out of your goddamn mind. I'm very clear. I My best friend, well, you know, Marissa. Mm-hmm taught me in college oh young Socrates <laughs> she taught me a lot of communication skills she was just like do not yell at me do mm-hmm. not stop yelling lower your voice please stop cursing stop cursing and you stay in a calm stance mm-hmm. and you say this is what I'm doing yeah. and if you can't stop doing that we will not have this conversation any longer mm-hmm. and the same thing for clients I had donors on the phone yelling and I was like cursing I said um, excuse me mm-hmm. I would love to help you with your situation however I need you to um turn into a more respectful tone and also I can't hear or support you Mm -hmm. in this matter and I would love to support you but what I can't do is this Mm -hmm. and I'm very clear like I can't and I also I know that I've done that and I'm like yes I have a little fear of my employers but you spoke to our like basically our client like that and it's like Yes, because they're no, they're out of pocket. I, they're out of pocket, and I have to. And it's respectful. I'm not like yelling back. I'm mm-hmm. not, but I'm like, I'm not going to tolerate that. Yeah. And, and if you don't like that, mm-hmm. if that if I don't meet the values of this organization, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I've done that before. Yeah. And usually it deescalates because the individual's like, oh wow, this person really does respect me. Yeah. They do want to help me, and they know I'm distressed, mm-hmm. so they're going to work with me. And I also tell them it's okay. You can share your grievances mm-hmm. with me. I am not the cause of your grievance. Yeah. Like, if my organization offended you, I'm always like, I apologize on behalf of my organization of immediately. I'm so sorry that you're mm-hmm. experiencing this. However, um, I know that I am not personally responsible for this, mm-hmm. and I would love to support you. Yeah. So please allow me to um, hear what you have to tell me, and I will do my best, whether mm-hmm. it is on this call or I have to bring it up and elevate it, but I promise that I will follow up or mm-hmm. I will... Get you. I want to make sure they're heard. I think yeah. that's the main thing. I think people start acting out mm-hmm. when they don't feel like they've been listened to, when they feel neglected. I feel like that is why people start going out of pocket, like you said, like 
Yes, or they are just insecure and they have some other things that are going through that they need to work on. And granted, we all go through stuff. But what you won't do is throw that on me at work. <laughs> like, that's what you won't do. I don't do that whole, I'm very much like, don't curse at me. Mm-hmm. Do not raise your voice at me. Don't yell at me. Don't tell me to stop talking when I'm talking. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Like, if I, listen, I have never been yelled at at work, thankfully. I've never been disrespected at work ever. What I know for a fact, if that ever happened to me, it's going to be a problem. We're going to address it. Like, no, you can't yell at me like that. Because at the end of the day, yes, you pay me for my time and for the work I put in. Great. You're going to respect my time, respect me as an individual spending my time here because my time is finite. I'm not getting it back. So don't yell at me because I'm not yelling at you. We're going to have respect here. We can both be cordial. We don't have to like each other. Like I said before, we don't have to like each other. But you will respect me as an individual and you will talk to me like I'm talking to you. Now, if you're going to have an attitude and feel the need to shut me down or be disrespectful, then we're going to have a problem. And I can definitely say I've been disrespected Man. privately and publicly That's in my career. And when that's uh, happened, what I do is I, I don't react in the moment. Of course. Because my thing is like, let me be clear. I code switch. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, I can be eloquent, but that's not, or I can be professional, but that's not going to come out that quickly all the time, depending on what you do. Yeah. I can deal with something one-on-one. Mm-hmm. If you start getting crazy, I'll be respectful one-on-one. If people are around me, I start getting embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And then I start getting, like, very... I, I can't really explain. I start, you know, the Hulk starts coming uh-huh. up. And I'm just like, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do this. So I take a moment. Yeah. I'm very, like, silent because mm-hmm. I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And then I try to calm down a little bit because yeah, I know course. I'm not going to get my words out properly. Yep. And it's going to get ugly. Yep. So I, like, maybe go to the bathroom or I just sit in the moment and I breathe mm-hmm. for, like, a couple minutes. And then I think about what do I, how do I want to say this? Yeah. And I'm immediately like, can we meet? Can mm-hmm. we talk outside? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I show them, like, you know, I wanted to talk to just you. I don't want to do this in front of the people because I respect you. But what you did, um, I, I'm i not going to look at I'm going to try to have best intentions. Yeah. And, like, whether it is that you're having a bad day or you just don't respect me, mm-hmm. you're going to not speak to me ever like that ever again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we have a lapse in communication and, you know, and – Let's let's figure out what was the cause mm-hmm. to this aggravation. But what we're not going to do is express ourselves in these ways because I'm not paid enough to go through this and I will never be paid enough to go through this. Yep. Until you my bracket, <laughs> until I'm an eight figure, <laughs> if, until I'm an eight figure motherfucker, <laughs> a eight figure, yep. I'm not endorsing any of that and if i make eight figures, you can't speak to me like that anyway. Yep. So I'm very much like, no, I'm not tolerating that. But it's happened. It's definitely happened several times in my career when mm-hmm. people. I mean, I remember. I've been like even in my current role. I've had people. I have someone in my life that just literally has no boundaries. Not just me, but everybody. And I'm very good. Where our our relationship is very healthy because mm-hmm. I set boundaries. And they're always yeah. like, you know, you really speak up and you really, you know, you really just say what you know. And I mm-hmm. say yes because I lost my damn mind in my last job. Yeah. I'm not going through this again. Learned lesson. Like I've learned my lesson. When mm-hmm. you lose your marbles, when you got nothing left, like people are like, oh, I lost my mind. No, you didn't really lose it. When you really lose your motherfucking mind, mm-hmm. you can't get that back. Yeah. So all you got to do is like, how do I navigate in the world without destroying everything yeah. on a collision course? Mm-hmm. So I'm very clear. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I it's just. Setting boundaries is way too important in today's age, especially between different generations. It's not a generational issue, too, because there are millennials that have no boundaries either. Yep. Or who use that as a crutch. 
Like, okay, yes, we are millennials, but that does not need that does not mean you need to perpetuate the stereotype that is put on us now. No. Come on. It's like it's like every other excuse. I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. It's like James, you're still a jackass. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no matter when you were born, mm-hmm. it don't matter if you were born in the eighties or the twenties, you're still a jackass. Yeah. So yeah, I just think boundaries are a clear thing that has to be set. Um, I think when there are supervisors that and – su- and that's the thing. Leadership sets mm-hmm. the tone. Yes, it does. Mind you, sometimes mine doesn't, mm-hmm. but I will definitely reinforce that tone. I'm like, I'm not the one. Mm-hmm. What you're not going to do is play with me. Yeah. And what we're going to do – and like, I'm very clear. Our commitment, mm-hmm. as Yanla would say, our commitment <laughs> was that I'm going to do this role for you mm-hmm. and I'm going to produce it and multiply. Also, I work in the fundraising business. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to support you in multiplying your funds and getting your program in order mm-hmm. and get systems in place mm-hmm. and, and do everything I need to do. Be flexible when I need to be flexible. Yeah. And I expect from you is to be able to support me when I need support. Mm-hmm. I need accountability. Don't get yes. me wrong. I am one of those people. It's hard for me to say this. I'm one of those people <laughs> <laughs> that um, if, like, my supervisor is lazy or not around or very, like, you don't check on me mm-hmm. or I feel like the work doesn't matter, mm-hmm. I literally will – I literally don't give a damn. Like, I'll be like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to do whatever. Like, you don't care, so why should I care? Yeah. And I'm one of those. I think mm-hmm. there's some people who are very self-motivated. And mm-hmm. like, I'm still going to push myself. It's like, no. If you – Tell me that there's no mobility for me in this role. Come on. If you tell me basically or sh- or express that mm-hmm. my opinion or my thoughts or my experience, mm-hmm. specifically my experience, does mm-hmm. not matter, mm-hmm. and then you also make it clear that you don't care about my development or my growth, so and then you also have me do mundane, confusing, inappropriate things, I completely get in the motion like, <laughs> you know what? I'm looking for the next thing because I also care. about. I have self-love. Yeah. I love myself. If you don't love me, if you, I don't need you to love me. I have a good therapist. Mm-hmm. I love myself. And if I don't love myself for a day, I will see him in the week <laughs> to help me love myself again. Yeah. But my thing is that I love myself, so I'm not going through that. And mm-hmm. I'm very much like, fuck it. I'm, if you're not around, I'm not around. Yeah. And if you don't care, I don't care. And like, if you're not doing nothing, guess what? Guess who's watching YouTube on their phone? Me. Mm-hmm. So like, I've, I need accountability. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the things I need. I need you to be account I need you to keep me accountable, but I need you to be respectful towards me. Mm-hmm. I need you to be flexible if needed cuz I'm very I don't ask for that much. I I will bend my back for the world at work if I need to. Yep. So I don't ask for too much. Um I I show up 100%. Um I do everything I need to do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I really, really do. Um, but I ask just those things. You keep me accountable. You respect me. You allow me room to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you allow me to make mistakes. And you help me learn. Mm-hmm. And you literally just challenge me. Yeah. And also respect my opinion. Yeah. You ask for my opinion. The minute those things, and those are all my commitments. Mm-hmm. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. And I also don't do that whole, like, do not reach out to me. Unless it's an emergency yep. after seven o'clock, listen. Sorry. I really do eight o'clock. If no, it's because no. when, when are you done with work? Whenever you're done with work, that's when it's no more talking. I give it some leeway. No time. No more talking. I give it some leeway <laughs> time because I'm like maybe they forgot. So yeah. for me, no, I do. But like in the morning, I tell them I'm not a morning person, so yeah. I give you this extra time because if you hit me up at like seven eight in the morning, I'm not responding to that. I will tell you they're like, didn't you see my email? Mm-hmm. No, and they're like, you did it, and I, I express them. I'm not a morning person. Um, I'm. I don't say this too, but I'm like mm-hmm. I'm on a hell of amount of medication mm-hmm. that make me like 
I'm not gonna help you. I'm yeah. no use to you before um eight thirty. Okay. So like I'm not reading your email, mm-hmm. I'm not responding to your email. Um also at nighttime, if you, I told them too, if you and I've been very clear, I don't respond to emails at night. So unless it's an emergency, I tell them I also specific specifically tell them mm-hmm. in our commitment, yeah, if you need me and I will express if they can't do this anymore, if you need me and it's a very dire emergency mm-hmm. Call my cell mm-hmm. phone. And the thing is that you know how I know it's dire? Because they're not as comfortable to call my cell because I mm-hmm. let them know. You can call it if it's an emergency. Yeah. People be calling people's cell phones when they don't know. They're like, oh, they don't. I'm going to do whatever. I very much is like, if it's an emergency, you yeah. call my cell. Because I don't take no work phones out. I no. never take a work phone because I'm very clear. Like, you can't. You're not going to say, you're not oh, going to be able to reach you. You pay for my, this, your phone. You know, you're going to. No. This phone, I pay for. Mm-hmm. This is my phone. Mm-hmm. You might be giving me a little discount on it, but it's mine. Yeah. So, like, I am very clear. This is the times that you have me. And yeah. I don't do that whole communicating with me mm-hmm. after hours. Unless we have, like, some type of, like, event or, like, some type exactly. of... Exactly. We plan something. Yeah. Or, God forbid, there's an, a work emergency yeah. that went completely that out of control. Reach out. Like, when Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp decided to shut <laughs> oh down. If God. I was working there, I would understand, like, okay, I got no personal life right now because I need to be up in the night yeah. as a programmer getting this shit together mm-hmm. because it's not bread and butter. Yeah. So, I understand there are work emergencies. Mm-hmm. I understand that there are circumstances where you need to be all around the clock mm-hmm. and it let's don't get me wrong there are work there are roles that that is required yeah. if you are a doctor or nurse or pa or physical therapist you're committing or to that CNA, when you chose that role you chose that life or a cop or a firefighter mm-hmm. you chose that, that life. makes complete sense to mm-hmm. me that makes complete sense i specifically went to college so I would never work overtime like I saw my parents oh do. Oh, my God. I specifically saw my parents work like dogs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-mm. That's my, not for me. The slaves didn't work this hard and get the freedom. For me, in this day and age, to have mm-hmm. an education, to have access for me to live like this. Yeah. So I was very much like, I'm going to school, so I don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. I have a set amount of hours I work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes. A set I will... amount of time that you commit, that you give to the organization that is paying you. And they have to respect that boundary. Like, I'm giving you 40 plus sometimes, not all the time. And when I'm off, I'm off. Don't check on. Like, I don't. We're not saving the world. We are not exactly. Saving we're the not. World. There are certain roles. I understand if you're a paramedic Man, and all that. that you chose that. You life, chose though. that life, and that's why when I have like, for instance, um, I've cops in my family, mm-hmm. so they be like, you know, I be working, and my mom's like, you gotta be supportive. They chose that life. They knew what they were getting themselves into. I don't give a damn. They chose like, that they life, chose and it. they're going to be able to retire really early. Exactly. So if th- they get through it all, you know. That's but, their problem. Uh-huh. You chose that <laughs> life, but I know that I didn't choose that life, so I that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. But I'm very clear. I am a white-collar, nine-to-five type of bitch. Mm-hmm. So if you go out of range with me, I'm very clear. Like, I got credentials, sweetie, and I also have experience, and I also have things to back me up, and I have a network. Yeah. I have people that know my work, respect my work mm-hmm. respect me as a person we have built in within our professionalism and outside yeah so it's like no i have i i, I know my worth yeah so like what we're not going to do is start setting boundaries that you view of me mm-hmm. um so i i hope that and i think there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable with setting boundaries so i want to um give some examples real yeah. quick before we end mm-hmm. on um little phrases they can say mm-hmm. so um one thing i say if someone is becoming disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I say their ex name. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not believe that this was your intention. Mm-hmm. However, when you did X, mm-hmm. and just go to facts, when you did XXX, I perceived and felt 
blank way. Yeah. And I do not believe that was your intention, but this is how I received it. Um, Was this your intention? This is how I feel. I feel like this violates some part of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I just want to get to the bottom of this. And you give them an opportunity to really express. Now, if you start hearing some more outlandish stuff, Mm -hmm. you just say, it's very unfortunate that we're in this place. And um, I think we're just going to have to figure some stuff out. Um, But that's one phrase I use. Do you have a phrase you use? Um, What would I use? I don't, you know, I haven't been able to honestly develop a phrase because I've been able to go to my management and just be like, hey, look, this was not okay. Like, I believe when you said earlier that it all starts from the supervisor, starts from the higher ups, that's what sets the precedent for the entire organization. That allows me to feel like I can come to you and be like, you know what, I didn't like that. I didn't like when you said, A, you know, I'm handling A, B, C, and D right now, and I would rather, uh, reduce it to certain else like being able to come to you with my grievances enough to have an open dialogue um but if someone was to ever kind of reach out and come to me at in a way that i didn't appreciate it would definitely i would kind of follow a lot of the rules you set earlier when it's like you know i'm going to take a step back i want to breathe for a second reevaluate the situation i don't want to come at it from anger and from all these emotions i'm feeling right now assess the situation and come back and be like you know what hey uh hey joe you know, I really didn't appreciate or I didn't feel as though what you meant to do was to hurt, to make me feel as A or B, but that that's how I feel at this moment in time. Can we have a talk? Can we talk about this? Can we, can we sit down and talk about it? Now, if I'm getting a response where you're not even willing to do that, thank you for showing me your true colors. I know this is not for me anymore. But if it's like, you know what? Okay, you know what? I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to come at you that way to make you feel that way. It's more so I'm pressured with A, B, C, and D, and there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I need your assistance. How can I best convey this to you in a better way? How can I talk to you in a way that is receptive for you to understand that this is urgent? You know, and I also I'm I'm not gonna um, pretend like I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. I believe there are probably times I have violated people's boundaries, of course. and when they confront me on it. Mm-hmm. I first I'm like I'm confused. I may be confused, and I'm like, please share more. I just and then when they share, I'm like, I apologize. Um, can you reinforce specifically what you need? Because mm-hmm. I think everyone's different. So I tell them like, you know, and I'm very clear with them. Like everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs specific things. What are the things you need from me? Yeah, and I will work with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm very clear. I will work with that because I respect and I tell them I respect you as a person. Yeah, I'm so sorry you felt like you weren't heard or you mm-hmm. felt like I violated something. Sorry, not something. It's important. Violated a value. Yeah. I'm sorry that I did that. And I would love to hear what more about your values and how you like to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I would love to treat you better. Because people are important to me. Yeah. I specifically like to work in people management, people mm-hmm. roles. I love people. Yeah. So, like, that's me. I love people, people, Communicating. people. Communicating. Yeah. But, like, when things are sour, especially mm-hmm. for some folks, if someone starts yelling or getting crazy with you, mm-hmm. you can either be, I think what's helpful, so you can keep your coins and your um, respectability, mm-hmm. you either can stay silent and just stare at them. Yeah. Oh, or you can walk away. Yeah. Literally while they're speaking, just walk away. Yep. But if you do one of those two, address it after. Right away. Yeah. Right away. Like the, that can't fester. You cancel whatever meeting you got to do to address that. I mm-hmm. tell you, please do. Or in the moment, mm-hmm. I'm very clear, like what Marissa taught me. Mm-hmm. Please, and Marissa's been on a couple episodes. You know, mm-hmm. she's on the highest rated yep. ones, everybody. Oh, God. But Love you, me some Marissa. She's great. No, she give you life. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, she is baby a, mm-hmm. a youngla. But, yeah, basically, I'm just like, please do not yell at me. Please do not yell. Mm-hmm. Please stop cursing. Please stop yelling. Mm-hmm. Please sit down. 
mm-hmm. please back up. Yeah. Um, I think I use the word please, and mm-hmm. I'm just calm, and I just stare at them. Yeah. And, it, and, and just very clear. It unnerves people. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I'm, you're upset, you're angry, and I'm just like, no, can you, I need you to relax. Like, that's not okay. And I've had moments where mm-hmm. people start turning up on me about the, like, and mind you, I've done my job. And yeah. they, put, they asked me to do something that's outside of my place. And I'm like, what, we're not, and I said that one time, can I speak candidly? Mm-hmm. And, I'm like, what? and I'm like, what we're not going to do <laughs> is this. And I'm very clear about sharing what they need. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very, I do this for even my student loans. I'm very clear about the, let's work out something because this amount, and I tell them, these are what my bills look like. This is how much it costs me to get to work. Mm-hmm. For me to work, this is how you get paid. Mm-hmm. And I know what's most important to you is a consistency in payment. Now, if I cannot give you that consistency in payment, that is something that's important to you. Yeah. And I want to respect that value. So let's work out something. And so vice versa, at work, I tell them, I believe that you want a consistency and level of effort. Mm-hmm. And... um what can we do to do that? Because what this is not going to do is produce that. So if you want, if, let's say I work and I don't work at Google, everyone, <laughs> but let's say I worked at Google or like a giant bank or mm-hmm. something like that. And they're like, they want me to work all around the clock. Yeah. I'll have to express, I am of no usage to you at these, it, with this specific situation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know you want to replace me, but I think that I produce a certain level of quality mm-hmm. and I work well with others. And I have a level of institutional knowledge that you cannot, just pay pick for. up on the street so easily. So I promise you, if you are flexible mm-hmm. with what I need, I will give you the world. And I think that a lot, I hope that a lot of employers and employees leave with the, both of that. People will give you the world. People will give, offer the best parts of themselves mm-hmm. if you respect their values and boundaries. So, um, yeah, I just think that's something folks want to leave with. So, Olu, before we kind of shut down, mm-hmm. is there anything that you want to leave um, folks with that are have like they're concerned about boundaries um one thing i'll say is you know when you're looking at jobs you're looking for new employment or if you're looking for new employment really vet and really observe look around and be very mindful of the environment you're walking into try to pick up as many clues as you can because that can dictate the kind of what the the space would look like and if you're at a place where you feel like you can't be heard definitely address it bring it up and if even after bringing it up you don't see any change you see nothing happening to your benefit or to the benefit of the company because your benefit is their benefit if they really want to retain you um then you start looking elsewhere because they showed you their true colors and that's about it well thank you olu Mm -hmm. for sharing that um i really do appreciate you coming today Mm -hmm. and speaking to the listeners yeah Thanks for having me, Andre. <laughs> Always. And we'll find another topic to bring you back on. Awesome. I promise. Really <laughs> um, thank you, everyone. And we're going to clock out now. All right. Bye.